cesar esta marea temporaria que en ti yo viviré una vida extraordinaria que aunque no puedo entender me consuela saber que yo sé que todo va a estar bien todo va a estar bien everything will be alright the whole world's in his hands your whole world's in his hands in the darkness in the trials he's faithful got the whole world in his hands he's got the whole world in his hands he's got the whole wide world in his hands
morning and welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song?
You may be seated, and good morning to all of you as we gather in God's house. And I, I hope you believe that to be true. Uh, we're not just supposed to be surviving on this earth until we take our last breath. God calls us to thrive. And the way we thrive and how we thrive is because God loves us. And I hope you know that to be true, not just when we come in church, but as you go out into this world. want to welcome everyone here. Glad that you're with us in worship, uh, especially our guests. We're delighted to, that you're with us today. Uh, if you want information about a couple different things that are happening in the service, there are cards that are in the chair backs in front of you. So example, if you are a guest, you could text um, 1C guest to 94,000 and we get to know you. If you want to um, go on Facebook and if you are you know, there, you can put it in the comment section. You could stop at Next Steps. Uh, but the card will kind of walk you through that. If you have a prayer request, this will tell you how you can uh, get your prayer request to us. And if you're online, again, you can put those right in the comment section. And then for communion, which we will be celebrating in just a little bit, uh, it'll walk you through what we believe as a church. Also, how do you take communion? And it'll explain that to you. So please take a look at that if you have any questions. All right, a couple other announcements. Um, 1C decals. And some of you may have seen those. Uh, there it is up there. Uh, what I love about our, our, um, the decal itself and that logo is it is in the sign of the cross, but it, you could picture that it goes out in every direction. The love of Christ is to affect everybody. So here's the, the, the deal. I'd love for you to get one. You can go to the family gathering area and you can get them. You can call the church office. But this is what I'm going to do. If I'm driving around and I see one of the decals on a car, I might come up and, you know, knock on the window or put a note. And I just might even have a gift I'll give you. Um, just one way for us to have a little bit of fun as we're driving around. So if you want to get a decal, that would be great. Secondly, Ash Wednesday is the beginning of Lent. Lent is the time of the church year where we become very reflective about who we are and our need for uh, a Savior. Because it leads right up until Holy Week and then also Easter. So this year, Ash Wednesday is going to be mar on March 2nd. It's on a Wednesday, 6.30. We're going to gather together in, in the church. And we're going to go through a, a journey. And just remember the love that God has for us in Christ. So love for you to come if you are part of the exploration experience uh, we are actually asking all the groups just to come in here instead just for that one night and we are going to uh, really reflect upon how much mercy that god has for you and me uh, we do start out with the meal at 5 30 so if you want to come for that first but then at 6 30 we'll meet in here for worship and that will be our experience that night uh, last but not least in a moment we're going to pass the joy baskets and there are two truths. Number one, God blesses every one of us. Everything. We are blessed by him just because of who he is. And secondly, he takes great delight when we say thank you. Now, how that is done, many different ways. When we sang our first song, that was a time for us to say thank you, God, for all that you've done. When we offer up our prayers, when we use our gifts and abilities and talents to serve, also when we give up our money, the, the gift that God has given us. When we return a portion back to him, it's, it's one way to say thank you. So before we 
get into the next song and pass the joy baskets, I would like to offer up a prayer. Lord Jesus, you are the giver of every good and perfect gift. You've given us this, uh, the last breath we took. You've given us this moment to be able to come into your house today. You have blessed us with one blessing on top of another. For all these gifts, we say thank you. And we pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would lead and guide us in how we should say thank you for all that you've done. And may we then be faithful. Thank you, Lord, and we pray this all in your name.
preparation for communion, let us pray. Lord, you have been faithful from the very beginning till right now, and you will be forever. And as we get ready now to receive uh, one of those gifts that come from your faithfulness and love for us, the gift of Holy Communion, we do pause, we do confess that we don't deserve this grace. We don't deserve your love. Our sin against you, against others, it separates us from you and causes us to be lost forever. But we thank you that you decided through the sending of your son to bring forgiveness of sins and life with you forever. So thank you for that expression and gift of grace and we also ask now that you would grant us your spirit to give us the faith to believe this good news and the faith also to receive all the blessings you desire to give us in this meal. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And as we continue now with the distribution of communion, a song is going to be sung and shared. And if you have those individual uh, communion sets, feel free during that song to receive those in faith, believing that Jesus is truly present in that meal. And if you're going to come forward for continuous communion, just a reminder, uh, we do have gluten-free, also grape juice for those who desire that. Just let the server know. Again, may we be blessed and be reminded that these are God's gifts for God's people. Amen. I'd not recognize me now 
Those chains that once surrounded me are laying on the ground. They can't keep digging up my past. You may have had a laugh or two, but you don't get the last. You might not recognize me now. So maybe I was blind, but now I see. Maybe I was bound, but now I'm free. Maybe you need reminding you're under my feet. Maybe you rely that I don't need. Maybe you should listen when I speak. Maybe you need reminding you're under my feet. If you want scars, I'll show you scars.
now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life and for ministry. Go in his name and in his love. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, we thank and praise you that your faithfulness never ends and your love endures forever. You know our present needs. Help us to trust you with them. We offer up these prayers to you. Lord, this one simply says, I wish my son was home. Please find a way for this person's son to come home and spend time with them. Lord, continue to give Nancy strength, energy, and healing, and prepare her to start chemo again. We thank you, Lord, for how you have been with her and Jim. Continue to pour out your love and blessing upon them. Prayers of healing and good test results for Coco. For Carmen and her battle with cancer, may God help ease her pain and in her final stages of life, put her at peace. Dear Lord, thank you for the rain. Keep the farmers in your hands as spring approaches. Lord, please be with me this next week as I'm out of town for a class and watch over and protect my family while I'm gone. Help to ease my anxiety and trust you and myself. Please guide all those who go, are going through turbulence in life, followers with loss, confusion, or devastation, and guide those who are in the critical stage of life deciding what career path to follow and understanding from others as the journey, the path God has set before them. Prayers to strengthen and heal my cousin Bobby from cancer. Lord, there are people in my life that I need to forgive. Please help me to do that. Help us to learn to forgive as you have forgiven us freely, completely, not to excuse what's been done to us, but to set us free. You are good, your ways are good, and that means that we can trust that forgiveness is good too. In all that we do, may the glory be to you. It is in Jesus' name we believe and pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Boys and girls, come on up front. It is time for the kids' message. So make your way on up front here. Find a seat on the floor up front. You're quick, Jet. <laughs> come on up. There's plenty of room up here up front. All right. Well, you know what? I'm excited today, too, because we start a new series today. We start a series called When You Need a Miracle. So we're going to be looking at miracles. Mr. Greg! Yeah, George. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, kids. Hi. Wow, that's a happy person. 
<laughs> yeah. Mr. Quick, yeah, did George. you just say that you know how to do miracles? No, George, I, I don't know how to do miracles, but I know someone who does. Oh, Mr. Dr Mr. Quick. Yeah. Is it one of these kids? Because maybe they can do the miracles. Are no, George. You, we got it's, miracle kid down there. No, no, no. The kids can't do miracles, George. It's, it's not the kids. Well, I mean, no offense, but Mr. Greg, yeah. if you can't do the miracles yeah. and the kids can't do miracles, yeah. why did you even bring them down here? I mean, for real. George, that's not very nice. Well, I'm sorry. I'm speaking what I'm thinking, as <laughs> I always do. <laughs> yes, Greg. you do, George. Yeah. It's yeah. my special talent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, so, so who's doing the miracles, Mr. Greg? Well, you know, before you interrupted me, I was getting ready to tell the kids about prayer. Hmm. Yeah, because God loves us. God invites us to pray for him. And you know what? Mm -hmm. I, I printed off these prayer cards for the kids. Oh, let me see that. See that? Yeah. Oh, Mr. They're, Greg, you did not. Don't eat my prayer cards, George. They're not to, they're not to eat. They're to praise. There's one for each day of the month, so you can pray for someone okay. different each day of the month, oh. and the kids kids can pray. And I do not know that many people, Mr. Greg. That's a lot of people. That is, but it, it's... <laughs> you'll see here in just a second. But okay, anyways, okay. So, so God invites us... He does us not like it when I interrupt him. I don't know why he keeps inviting me. <laughs> I, actually, I didn't invite you today. You just kind of... Oh! Came. Well, I, mean, bad, I mean, we my like bad. you, George. And but that's why I invited you. I thought maybe I lost my invitation in the mail. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, George, God is always listening to us. Okay, and he invites yeah, us. And, and he's powerful and he's the one who can do miracles. God does oh, miracles. Well, Mr. Yeah. Greg. What? Why didn't you invite God here if you were going to do the miracles? Am I right, everybody? Exactly. He's always here. God's always here. He's always with us. He's always listening. And so these boys and girls can pray anytime. We all can pray anytime. And God listens to our prayers. And so these, these prayer cards help us pray for different people. Like I said um, earlier. Like here's one. Okay. On day, day three, yeah. strengthen those who are afraid. Oh. That's, that's people you can pray for. Well, yeah, that's probably good. I that's, think some kids have probably been afraid. Never me, of course, but... Yeah, I'm Probably sure you've never been afraid. Never. No. Uh, I'm day seven. A little right now, but oh. <laughs> What day, else? Day seven says, okay. thank you for my neighborhood. So you can pray for your neighbors oh. and people you know. And oh, neighbor. I have lots of bugs in my neighborhood, Mr. Greg. I will pray for them tonight. See? Okay, good, good. Yeah. That's, that's... And spoons. Okay. Okay, the next one. Oh, thank what you for else? my family. That's a good oh, one. You pray for your family. Oh, that's a nice one. I will pray for my family with that card. Good, good. Here's another one. Day 19 yeah. says, keep me safe. <gasps> Mr. Greg, there's a prayer card for that? There is, right there. Day well, this is quite miraculous, Mr. Greg, because I, I need some prayer because sometimes at night I don't feel safe. I've been having nightmares. What kind of nightmares have you been having, George? Well, not good ones, Mr. Greg. No, no, they usually aren't. No, you see... Well, it starts like this, kids. It starts like this. There's the mountain. And, and me, George, we go in the mountain, and it's so beautiful. And Mr. Greg, I see butterflies. I follow butterflies to the mountain. Okay. 
That the sounds nice. lands on flower, so far beautiful. Yeah. Flower look delicious, so I go to eat flower. As I go to flower, uh, then flower grows into monkey eating flower. Flower chasing George, George running, oh, oh, like that. And then wow. I wake up, oh, mommy. Well, that sounds That's scary. I've never seen a monkey eating flower. Well, Mr. Greg, you do not want to live in my head. <laughs> no, that would be scary. I would need a prayer card about being scared for that one. You need a prayer card about one. that, Mr. Greg. Yes, definitely. Well, Mr. Greg, but can, what do I do about that? I think... Well, you know what? Let's let's take a look at day number 19. Yeah, Keep maybe me we safe. can do that one together for practice. That, yeah. And so on each day, there's a, a Bible verse that you can read. Okay. There's a promise from God's word and then a prayer. Okay. You can pray together. So so on to keep me safe on day 19, yep. we have Psalm 91, verse 11. Okay. And it says, for he will command his angels concerning you okay. to guard you in all your ways. Mm -hmm. So that can encourage us, boys and girls, that God has an entire army of angels that he can send angels to, to watch over us, angels to protect us. Can we and see to keep them, us Mr. Safe. Greg? Can we see the angel armies? Not usually, no. Oh, no. invisible angel yeah. armies. Yeah. That would make a really cool YouTube video. Let's do that later, okay? Okay, that sounds good. 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 All right, so that was the verse, and now here's okay. the prayer, okay? Okay, let's and you, pray. We could all pray this together, all I right? I would like that. Thank you. I'll start praying, and you guys repeat what I say. Okay. All right, we'll pray together. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's pray. Lord, there are times when I'm afraid. Lord, there are times when I am afraid. Please send your angels in those moments. Please send your angels in those moments. And help me to remember. And help me to remember. That you are more powerful. That you are more powerful. Than anything I fear. Than anything I fear. Amen. Amen. All right. Whew. Does that I help? like that. That helped me a lot, Mr. Did Greg. Did it? Good. I'm glad, George. I think it will help kids too, Mr. Greg. I do too. Yeah. Yo, so, so maybe we can go talk about the YouTube channel I was thinking about. Sure. And yeah. maybe you could give me a snack on the way. I'm really hungry. Are you? They got a prayer card for that? There is one about helping oh. people who are hungry, yeah. Well, thank goodness. You can come help me right now. Okay, good. Boys and girls, thank you for coming up. Thank you for helping George. Okay, bye, kids. And you can head on back to your seats. And if you didn't get a prayer card, you can pick one up by those backside doors yeah, as do you leave. Do not eat them. No, don't eat them. No, no, no. No matter how hungry you are. Okay. And George, you know what? I can get you some prayer cards too. Oh, thank goodness. All right. I'm starving.
All right, as we start a new sermon series entitled, When You Need a Miracle, Facing Incredible Odds, and the fact that we're in the middle of the Winter Games, it brought to mind a miracle that took place 1980. How many of you remember that? Some of you weren't even thought of yet, okay. But uh, that was many years ago, what, 42 years ago. I was just one year out of high school. I just remember it. And just think about it. There were a bunch of 18, 19, and 20-year-olds playing against like older adults. Uh, the Russian team, uh, they, they just, whenever they play, they win. They were just that good. And so nobody gave the United States a chance to beat this, uh, this team from Russia. And I don't know if you can capture or, or take in a little bit of that emotion 32 years ago. I don't know if you've uh, experienced miracles. I think there are all different kinds of miracles. And maybe you have a definition of a miracle. I want to give you my definition. And it goes like this. Miracle. A surprising and welcome event that is not explicable by, nature, by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency. Now, I would like to be very specific about divine agency. It's none other than the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And just think of those words, surprising and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws. And I think that really is a good definition when we think about a miracle. And, and I could go around, maybe you've had your own big or little miracles. I mean, I think about, he told us that he was going to go stay the night at a friend's house. But instead, he decided to go spurlunking. Anybody know what spurlunking is? Um, but my son decided to do it after hours when the park was closed and at about 1 o'clock in the morning. And we were sleeping, and uh, he, he called. And he told our other son, Charles, and said, Hey, I was in an accident. I'm okay. And that's all we knew. So... Charles comes down, he tells us what happened, and uh, we get in the car, we drive out, and as we get to the scene, we just see all the lights flashing and, you know, just the emotion that was going on. And we were walking towards uh, the car, and I remember the sheriff coming up to us, stopping us and saying, I want you to know what a miracle it is, that your son and these other boys are okay. If they weren't wearing their seatbelts, and if they weren't in a Chevy Suburban, because what happened was kind of fell asleep, lost control of the vehicle going, I don't know, 65 miles an hour, and it kept rolling, and a lot of people don't make it through that. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. Now, you're sitting here, maybe you've got your own individual miracle. I do believe that there was a divine agency. I do believe that God was involved. But this is the, the God that we come to worship every single week here in church. Hopefully it's the God that you worship throughout the week at home or at work or wherever you are. You are worshiping this God who is a miracle-making God. I found a, a graphic on the internet that just gives a little bit of a summary of the I call it the highlights, of the history of the world. And you can look at it, creation, the flood, Tower of Babel, Abraham, Joseph, Moses. I mean, 
when you think of some of the stories you find in the Bible, you cannot but help get to the place where you say God is a miracle God. I mean, doesn't it just blow your mind? The Bible says that the world was made out of nothing. How do you do that? I can't explain it. We're told that God said, let there be, and there was. I call that a miracle. I call it a divine agency working outside of the realm of natural laws and science and doing something absolutely mind-blowing. That's called creation. But you just go through here. You could look at the story. You could look at, like, we'll stop at Moses and the Exodus. Just think of, remember that moment after they were set free from uh, Pharaoh and from Egypt and they're at the Red Sea and they're in trouble now because the army is coming. What are they going to do? God opens up the Red Sea. They walk through. I don't know if you remember, but 25 years ago, I think it was CBS did a documentary on the parting of the Red Sea. And they wanted to explain how that happened. And what they said was, scientifically speaking, there is a cleft in the Red Sea under the water. And every, we'll just use a number, 3,253 years, there is a certain wind that comes, hits that cleft, and the waters part. So they're trying to explain scientifically how it happened. You know what I thought? I thought, how amazing for God to assemble all of those slaves, Hebrews, to be at, the, at that Red Sea at that right time when the wind's going to hit it. That's the miracle-making God. He is doing things that are beyond our understanding and comprehension. So what I'd like to do is uh, kind of take you on a journey. And, and again, you, you may not have that up there, but this is going to be somewhere in the like 900s. Um, it's after David, you know, that whole great miracle story, right? David killing Goliath. Um, but this story is about one of the kings of Judah. Now, a little background, a little history uh, the children of Israel, they were picked by God and said, you're going to be my nation. I will be your God. You will be my people. Well, after a while, they wanted to be just like all the other nations. They wanted kings. So then God finally said, okay, I'll give you kings. He knew that it wasn't going to be good for them. And many of the kings that were given to them were not good kings. And it didn't turn out well. Well, there was a king, Je Jehoshaphat, who was a good king. He did lead God's people, the Judah part of them, um, in, in some really good directions. And we're going to see a story that I hope you can learn from when you are, maybe the odds are against you. In fact, I want to encourage you, if you didn't pick up on the way in, take it on the way out. I'm going to breeze through chapter 20 of Second Chronicles quickly. And maybe you're not needing a miracle today, but maybe it's going to be this afternoon or tomorrow when you're going to bump into something and it's going to be bigger than you. And you're going to need a miracle. And you're going to find the Bible verses and some of the steps that may help you kind of process through what you're going through and to find peace and hope in God. So I'm going to breeze through, but feel free to take some and bring them home and go over this. So let's jump right into 2 Chronicles chapter 20. After this, now I'm going to stop there because... Um, Whenever you run into that phrase in the Bible, when it says after this, it really would do you well to go before that. 
because something significant happened, enough so that the writer is going to address it and say, okay, after this. So if you go into chapter 19, you'll just find that there was a spiritual revival that was going on that Jehoshaphat was leading with the people. So he was being a king after God's own heart. Really good stuff. But here's what I find to be a principle that happens. Whenever God is doing something great, the enemy wants to do something bad. So whenever God is wanting to do something great, and he's starting to do something great in the hearts and this revival of God's chosen people, the enemy is going to want to do whatever he can to frustrate that. And if you're sitting here today, and you feel under attack by enemies, whatever enemy you want to call it, I truly believe it's because God is wanting to do something great, and the enemy doesn't want to see it happen. So with that in mind, let's go. After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites with some of the Meunites came to make war on Jehoshaphat. So this is not good. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Eden and on the other side of the sea. So here's the news. Trouble's coming. Three against one. Odds aren't looking in your favor. And then we get into verse 3, and I just took one of the words, the first word that we find in verse 3, and I'm just going to put it in front of you, because this is often what happens when you and me, when we get confronted with our enemies, when we get confronted with something that's coming up against us, there is this word, alarm. And maybe it's a fight or flight, maybe that's what goes through, but whatever it is, is those enemies and that situation, that circumstance, alarms us. And then things start happening. And I'll tell you that um, in, in my life, in my world, just recently I had three enemies, so to speak, three things that happened in my family that came up against me. And I'm going to tell you that the word alarm is an understatement. I really felt that my world was crumbling and I was going to be crushed underneath it. And it was like one thing after another. And I wish I could tell you that I was just all bold and confident and strong and whatever. Uh, I wasn't. And even when Kristen, my wife, came up to me, you know, we were sitting down, and she said, how are you, how are you able to do all this? Can't you just kind of, kind of back off for a little bit and kind of chill for a second? And, and you know, if you know who I am, I like to be in control. I don't like to admit that I'm being crushed. And so you know what I did? I quoted scripture. If you ever want to kind of put your spouse down for a second and kind of calm things down, just quote scripture. I said this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Did I believe that? Yes. But it, did I, was I struggling with it? Yes. Because I was feeling like I, I can't do all of this. I'm being honest with you. But I did know that's true. I can, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But I wasn't totally confident in that because I was in the middle of the battle and the enemies were starting to come around me. Right? So maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you're sitting here today and you feel like there are some things that are coming up against you and you need something. So let's, let's kind of make our journey through here. You're going to see the story unfold. I'm not going to make a lot of comment because I think the scripture says it pretty boldly, pretty directly. And I would like for you to, um, 
kind of chew on this throughout the week. All right, so it said alarmed, and then it goes, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Now, because I like to be in control, whenever I have a situation like this, I try to fix it myself. That's not what Jehoshaphat did. Rather, when this circumstance and situation came up against him, he tuned in to God. In other words, he turned his attention to God. Secondly, then King Jehoshaphat went and stood before them, and he prayed aloud. Verse 5. One of the things God calls us to do, one of the greatest gifts God has given us as his people is this gift and ability to pray. And pray is simply this. We, we can talk with our God about anything at any time, anywhere. We can tell him what's on our heart, what's on our mind, what's in our life. And the amazing thing is he already knows it. He's just waiting like a loving father to say, okay, come on, you know, come this direction. I want to listen to you. So instead of Jehoshaphat kind of kicking into gear, maybe calling his generals and calling the people together, he tunes into God and then he starts praying. And you get this, the, the, the direction that's happening here. Verse 6, O our God, you will not judge them, for we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. And verse 6 tells us that we should be admitting our need. In other words, admitting our shortcomings, admitting our sin, I mean, it's one of the things that we do at Celebrate Recovery. And for those of you that don't know what that is, uh, we get together every Wednesday right in here, and we take this journey of recovery, which means admitting our need that we are powerless and that we need divine intervention, namely God, to step into our life and to get us through whatever enemies are trying to bombard us with. But so important is where we start with that, that place of Again, tuning into God, praying to him, but then humbly coming before him and saying, I can't do this. I mean, that's what we do when we take communion. Do you, do you catch that? Before we receive the grace of God, before that comes our direction, we just need to humbly come before him and say, God, I can't do this. I, I am lost without you. Would you please intercede on my behalf because the enemies are so great. And what are those enemies? Martin Luther, about 500 some years ago, he identified uh, three enemies that we all battle. The devil, the world, and our sinful flesh. And um, all three of them keep coming. And they will keep coming, just so you know, until we get to heaven. That's going to be the battle, and there's going to be warfare going on. Um, and th that battle is going to be as real as anything. But those three things keep coming at us. So when we admit and we say we can't do this on our own, we need something else, that is such an important place and time in our life. All right, verse 12, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Again, Jehoshaphat and the people are focusing on God, not on the problems. And maybe you've done this, I've done it. When, when you have an enemy or you have a situation that's right in front of you, it is so easy just to look right in the eyes of our enemy. I don't know how it works for you. It doesn't work well for me. 
And in my uh, Christian coaching or counseling, there is a, a, a principle that is so true. Whatever you focus on will expand. And think about how that looks and what that means. And I always describe it this way. I say that 90% of life is really good because God is a God that loves to bless us. God who is just keep extending his grace in our life. But there's this 10% of yuck that's all out there. And it's even in here. And here's what happens, and it happens in me. I will take the telescope of life, right? You've got to close one eye to look at a telescope. And sometimes I will focus right in on the enemy. What do I then not see? I don't see the grace of God, the power of God, you know, all that he can do. I'm just focusing in on the enemy at hand. So the key is stop focusing on that enemy and begin to focus on God. And think about the characteristic of God that we know. We had uh, baptisms at the first service, and we're going to have one after uh, this service. We talked about Matthew 28, and there is a promise that is at the end of the baptismal command. And it says this, and surely I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. So in those moments when we are bombarded by the enemy and enemies, can you imagine if we were to focus on the fact that, oh, God says he's going to be with me. Oh, his grace is made known in my weakness. His grace is sufficient for me. Oh, okay. Can you imagine what it would be like if we focus on the promises of God and who he is versus the enemies at hand? I think a really important thing. Verse 13, all the men of Judah with their wives and their children and their little ones stood before the Lord. And uh, I think verse 13 tells us to get some support. Now, a couple of weeks ago when I was starting to go through three really big things in my family. I want to tell you, I, was, I didn't do it well. And I kind of did like this to people. And there was one person in particular who kept texting me and calling me and wouldn't give up because I think he knew that I was stubborn, probably stupid, I can fix this. I'm in control. Remember, we just got off a sermon series entitled Better Together. It's God's idea. It's God's plan. It's his design. He gave us each other so we could do this thing called life together. So get some support. When? It's not if. Right? It's not if. It's when the enemies surround you and you feel vulnerable. Get some support. Okay, verse 17, you will not have to fight in this battle. Take your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. I didn't know quite consulting the people. Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. So what do we learn from that? Thank God in advance. And maybe another thing is, is to worship. When we were starting to go through these three things that kind of hit us all at once, Kristen was singing this song, Raise a Hallelujah. If you know that song, um, and if you know the lyrics to it, you know, in the presence of my enemies, raise a hallelujah. 
I think there's something for us to learn that when the enemies come, we can still, you know, we're still going to have a little of anxiety and nervousness, so don't, I, I get that. But we can also raise our alleluia. In advance of whatever the outcome is going to be, we can raise our hallelujah because of who God is in our life. Verse 22, as they began to sing and to praise, the Lord, not the people, set ambushes against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. As they began to sing and praise the Lord, so go back to that definition of miracle, right? This divine intervention, this, this, this force that's bigger and more powerful than humanity, all put together. The Lord did something. Call it a miracle. Verse 26, on the fourth day they assembled in the valley of Baraka, where they praised the Lord. This is why today it is called the valley of Baraka. And Baraka is Hebrew word which means blessing. So they're now living, they're dwelling, they're existing, they're believing the blessing because God has proved it to them and showed that to them. Verse 29, the fear of God came upon all the kingdoms. So now this all happened, now the word gets out. The fear of God came upon all the kingdoms of the countries when they had heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. And the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace for his God had given him rest on every side. Miracle. A surprising and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency. So, three nations against one. I can't explain it. I can't explain how... God ambushed them without hum using human beings. I can't explain that. But neither can I explain what I call the greatest miracle of all. The birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. I cannot get my, my mind around the idea that somebody else decided to come to this earth to take on my sin and your sin. It just doesn't make sense. It's beyond, I mean, and that, that's why I really believe a lot of people, when you talk to them about the gospel of Jesus, they literally take a spiritual step back like this. Doesn't make sense. Got to pay for it. Nothing in life is free. It's really the motto, isn't it? But the truth is, there is something in life that's free. It's where God said, I'm going to step into the world I'm going to put flesh on. I'm going to deal with all kinds of enemies, the same ones that you deal with, and I'm going to be victorious so that you can be victorious. Is that one of the strangest things you've ever heard? And the only way, the only way we could believe that is to have faith. And God has given us his spirit to say, here you go, here's... Here's the gift of faith so that you can believe and live this truth out. So my challenge for everyone, please take one of these home with you or go back on our website. You can watch this. Look at these seven steps of how God led Jehoshaphat and the people through their enemies and through a victory. 
and how they found rest and peace from God and God alone. Amen? All right. Let's stand and we're going to profess our faith. In other words, we're going to share out loud together what we believe about this divine being named God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, as we use the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Receive now the blessing of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
everybody, go in peace and serve the Lord. There's a wound here in my heart that doesn't make sense. And you tell me that it's gone and healed the tears. But I know you're in a place where all your wounds have been erased. And knowing yours are healed and healing mine. The only scars in heaven. They won't be lost. such thing as broken and all the old will be made new and the thought that makes me smile now even as the tears fall down that the only scars in heaven are on the hands that hold you now share of scars along the way oh, but now you're standing in the sun you fought your fight and your racing's run the pain is all a million miles away the only scars in heaven they won't belong to me and you there'll be no such thing as broken 